Hello and welcome to the first MMG podcast, starring Marms and my very good friend, GeForce. Hello. On this podcast, me and my very good friend will be discussing everything from wrestling, music, odd times with certain games if they are worth mentioning, and other various things within our podcast. Would you like to add anything there, G? Uh, no, not really. Movies, TV shows, anything that anyone wants to hear about, we're here for you. That's how this works. Like, comment and subscribe. Any ideas? And we will go with them as far as we can run, which, if you know me, isn't far, but we'll try. We will try for you. That's what we're here for. We're here for you guys, the listeners, the ones that really care. Let's do this together. Come on, we're in this together, just like they always keep saying. Let's actually bring a podcast to the front line where we need to be, right? Let's take this to the moon, baby. <laughs> well, uh, I think on our first episode, we, we will start off with talking about pro wrestling today. So, gee, pro wrestling. I think it's a really, really good week to actually talk about wrestling as a whole with New, with New Year's Smash, New Year's Evil, and... Uh, two, let's say, questionable episodes of maybe SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, I think SmackDown was better than Raw, but I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. Right, and better I'm than sure Raw. That the fans may well agree with me on that one, so we're going to start on a positive note with the fans before I say something controversial later, but you can wait for that for now. <laughs> Yeah, I think, to be honest, when you say that um, SmackDown was better than Raw, I, can, I think we can both agree that isn't really hard to do at the moment because Raw is just a fucking shambles. Absolutely. Apart from Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, yeah, there's nothing on that show to watch, especially with, like, Randy's kind of cool, but he's still playing the same character from 15 years ago, or at least he's rehashing the character from 15 years ago. Hey, wait, wait, then... whoa. Don't, don't be, don't be dissing, don't be dissing Randy, man. You'll get people really angry. It's Randy Orton. You got to love him, apparently. Oh wow, I was not aware of that. So already made some enemies. That's all right, though. I'll get them back on side. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but I must say that honestly, SmackDown was actually so much better of a show than what Raw was this week. Raw was just an embarrassment. I mean, even the main event between Drew and Keith was... Oh, it was so bad. Oh, it was bad. It made me hurt. It made me cry inside a little bit. And Did it hurt your soul, bro? Is that what the problem is? The worst bit was Goldberg. I'm so, Just every single year, it's the same shit. Either Goldberg or Friggin' Lesnar, or Goldberg, or Lesnar. There's just no variety. Or The Undertaker, oh, or Triple uh, H, or The Undertaker and Triple H, or The Undertaker and Triple H and Kane and Shawn Michaels. Well, they can't wrestle anymore. Well, Triple H can. I'll give him credit where credit is due. He's still good for his age. Yeah, in spite of what I've said, I, I really, really want that retirement match for Triple H at some point. I don't want him to just disappear into the sunset and never have another match. I don't want that for him. He deserves yeah. better than that. He, he does, but he needs to go up against somebody who's going to take that torch and pass it on. And personally, I'd look at Adam Cole possibly for that. Adam Cole is the perfect candidate for that. 
Adam Cole should be given the world, especially for the little bit of like sportsman-like behaviour that he did with the interproportional match that he had last week. Yeah. You know, the little match against like Brody Lee Jr. at the New Year's party that the wrestlers all had was just the most adorable thing in the world. If, if anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend going and watching it. It's like a 30-second clip that's been uploaded on like various social media platforms. It's just the most adorable thing for the most adorable kid. And this kid now has like wins over Kenny Omega, Adam Cole. Like he's getting some sort of resume and he's like eight. <laughs> it's I, I've got to say on that note, for Brody Lee, for his son to be treated like that after what happened, it's just, it warms my heart, mate. It really does. I, I'm so happy for him. I really am. Yeah, I mean, you always hear about the wrestling business being a bit backstabby, but when it comes down to it, if you're respected in that business, you are held on a, a level that's higher than anything that I've ever known. So Brody Lee was clearly in that, and rest in peace, Big Abso- Rig. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as as um, his tag team partner for a long time, Eric Redbeard used himself, I'll see you soon, brother. Yeah, see you along the road, mate. Yeah, I, I loved that. That was just, uh, you could see the emotion in that episode. That just made me so happy to see, and I loved every second of it. I did. Absolutely, and I, it's off. it's Dark Order stuff, and for me, Dark Order's been the highlight of being the elite, so the fact that they've managed to get a tribute for Brody Lee, which was highly deserved, and they've done such a great job with it, there's a, many people saying it's the best tribute show they've ever seen, and inc- including myself. Yeah, and me and too. I just think it was emotional from start to finish, like... My personal highlight was Brody Jr. hitting MJF with the kendo stick. Yeah. Just absolutely brilliant. I, I, I ended up laughing on such an emotional night. If you can get some laughter out of people, then that's amazing. And genuinely, they managed to do that. And hearts goes out to everyone involved in that situation. Absolutely, um, and I'm so pleased with the response of AEW. And it actually was, because I am not, a massive fan of AEW before I started recently watching over the last few months. Um, the one thing that won me over for AEW was, in fact, how they've treated um, Brody Lee's son, minus one. Um, yeah. Love it. Every second of it. I'm so happy that they were treated like that, which made me go, I will watch this show and I will support it purely because of how they treat their talent. Yeah, like respect is a two-way street, as they say, but it, it's amazing to see how many people thought highly of this this man to the point where essentially Brody Jr. has become this focal point of family within the business. And it doesn't matter whether you're WWE or you're AEW, you'll do anything for this kid. And this Even kid's impact. Gonna go so amazing. Yeah, even Impact, who had nothing to do with Brody Lee. Yeah. Nothing at all whatsoever. And they'll be involved. And Ring of Honor this week have been uploading classic Brody Lee matches to their YouTube channel in tribute. And I think that's been fantastic as well. Because you can see like the formation of the guy from like 15 years ago. And it's just, it's such a sad thing to have happened. But it's 
had this positive effect on the business. And genuinely, you can see it coming through the TV. In all fairness. When you're watching the emotion of people, it's real. Yeah, absolutely. In all fairness, I've got to say that with all of it, every last bit of it, it actually shows that wrestling, even if it doesn't matter whether what company you're for, I, I, I even guarantee there will be some indie wrestling companies who will be paying tribute to Brody. And, oh, yeah, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. And to be quite honest with you, it just shows that wrestling is a community. And I love that message through all of this. It's an amazing message. Yeah, I think that's what they try and converse with the whole, like, branding of WWE Universe. But, again, I hate branding. But it is what that is meant to represent. Well, let's not, let's not go into a rant from the other week about the Yes movement and fucking stupid little... Hey, let, you're making me sound like I've, I'm against the Yes movement, right? No, Daniel Bryan's the greatest gift since, like, time began when it comes to wrestling apart from Sting, but literally, no, I'm not having that. My problem was the branding of the Yes movement. It turned it into a brand rather than an actual thing. Well, that's, that, that, that's, that's what I was saying there. I wasn't saying anything <laughs> against Daniel Bryan. I am not turning heel on that moment. It is not time for that, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to, G. I'm really trying not to, but I can and I nearly did, and it failed. Clearly. <laughs> well, that but sounds like most of I think, to be honest, so some of the other talking points for this week on wrestling would be Zia Lee's transformation. I know it's typical WWE to take a wrestler out and put this whole cameo stuff together, but the transformation for me looks, it looks positive for her. Yeah, well, at least she's getting some TV time. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, the TV time is paramount to any wrestler. Like, if you're on TV for a number of weeks in a row, there's a reason why they worry about this spot. Um, it's that they know that the momentum disappears. Some people will come back way too early from an injury. Uh, other right. people will turn up at the right time. Yeah. Whatever well, you decide to do in this business, it seems to be what it is. Well, yeah, this is very true. Um no. Um, I, can't, I can't argue with that, but the thing that I've got to say she's got to improve upon is her actual in-ring wrestling skills, because we never got to see what she was like at wrestling properly, grapple wrestling. It was mainly just this hard-hitting, like, look at this new beastie-ass woman. Yeah, but everyone has to be different. You can't all be Eoshirai. Well, this is very, very true, but I still think if she's going to challenge for that title, it should be in an I Quit match, because that would fit her persona spot on. Well, if you want to go down that route, then you can go down that route. I think there's there's maybe been a few I Quit matches this year. So maybe one of them sort of what I would call an empty arena match, but legit like old school boiler room brawl sort of anything goes, pins go anywhere, sort of falls count anywhere. Legitimately though, not one of these falls count anywhere matches that end in the ring. Yeah, no, that's that's no, very true. What the hell is the point in that? <laughs> I mean, I do like how um like wrestling companies at the moment who can't have fans in with those interactive screams and things. That's that's okay. I can handle that. 
I mean, well, it's not yeah, the same without the fans. It's not the same. But it has made an improvement since the days of the performance centre. Well, yeah, with everything that's going on. It's, 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 it's brighter, there's more atmosphere. I know that it's all like canned noise, but it's better than nothing. And yeah, it's it's just, it's a nice aesthetic to watch. Well, I, I just think, if you, would you rather have that or the dingy performance centre before it was done up into this like UFC style sort of battleground sort of place? Well, I've seen some funny things on those screens, like people dressed in Pikachu outfits and things that just when you put when you notice it, you just chuckle to yourself a bit. It's like at least they're having a laugh with it. Yeah, they seem to have got past some more controversial issues with them screens in terms of outfits people were wearing or pictures they were putting on the screen or movies they were playing via via the webcams, but. Once that all got ironed out, it's much better of a a thing to be watching now because it actually looks like there are people invested in it. And to me, half the fun of a wrestling match is watching the crowd reactions. I absolutely agree. Um, that's the thing that I miss most about fans being there live because I loved the atmosphere at TakeOvers. I loved the atmosphere at um, even AEW's pay-per-views before. Um, it obviously went and everything kicked off. I loved their pay-per-views because of the amount of fans. Um, even main shows as well. They were brilliant. And Yeah, atmosphere, man. It, it's been missing all 2020. Looks like it'll be missing for a fair portion of 2021, if not all of 2021. But eventually, one day, even if it's five years' time, the crowds will be back. And everyone will be able to enjoy wrestling again. Like, because of us having so much time where we can't do these things, you're just going to take every opportunity that you can get to do it. Absolutely. It's like, do anything you can to try and keep things going. Um, But as far as it comes, we've got what we've got so far now, and we'll deal with what we've got to deal with. Um. I mean, we've got some fantastic matches been shown over this week, and I'm sure you can agree that um, Raheem Wyatt, uh, sorry, not, I keep forgetting the bloody name. Raquel Gonzalez. Thank you very much, G. Thank you. Yeah. That that match no between Rhea Ripley was <laughs> outstanding. It was outstanding until the scriptable ending that I just lost interest with. Yeah, but can I just say, right? Two Hoss women doing two Hoss women things is exactly what I wanted from my Wednesday night wrestling. Absolutely. Two big juggernaut hard-hitting women, and you're just like... I, I just think both of them are the future of the divisions. Oh, yeah. I, I really do. I, I can't see any other way than that. And the fact... Do you know what actually made me laugh? Dakota Kai, it's your turn to go in the locker. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know how, right, how people who were writing that thought that Rhea Ripley would come across as the biggest baby face ever doing that. But it's a bit of a heelish thing to do because they are like, nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd, you're a nerd. Get in the locker, you nerd. (laughs) 
only nerds go in lockers, and we know what that means. <laughs> and nerd. a lot of people that are rest, wrestling fans, no offense to people, but we've all had the whole bully situation. I'm, sh- I'm sure that some people out there, while it's a stereotype, will have ended up in a locker, right? And they will have been trapped in a, a toilet cubicle or what have you, right? Or behind a door at school. Yep. Not that I'm talking from personal experience here. <laughs> Not even a little bit, mate. Or had apples thrown right. at their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was definitely at you. <laughs> 100% and I accept this. <laughs> but anyway, back on track, right? The, like, bullies put people in lockers, not baby faces. Absolutely. But in a company run by Vince McMahon, I'm not surprised that's what they think a baby face would do. Uh, well, there is that. I mean, it's... Uh, the only talk thing about I'm... the trauma. The only gripe I've got with the WWE is it's very, very predictable. Well, you say that, but... If you ask me, the next like twelve months of AEW's main event scene is very predictable. No, I can see that too. Um, it, it, it's sometimes predictable when it comes to wrestling is not a bad thing. If the storytelling is good to get to the predictable ending, maybe you should stick with the storytelling to get to that ending. That is very very true. I mean, you can use it, the it's something that everyone forgets. I mean, you can use the example of Taz as well. He's he's very predictable in the type of people he takes underneath his wing. He has done for a long time. Yeah, he's literally the um, meme with Vince McMahon from another podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Big sweaty men, right? He he did that with um, Bubba Ray when he was in Aces and Eights. Yeah. Um, He's just... He likes big big sweaty men let's just let's just say it as it is if it wasn't Vince McMahon liking big sweaty men it's Taz yeah it doesn't matter which company you're in does it you've always got no, one of no, them there's, <laughs> there, there's always that big sweaty man that you can always lo- like love to hate or love to love or what have you do do you right some people like horse wrestling other people like flippy dippy stuff other people like ground-based wrestling or strong style, whatever appeals to you, comedic wrestling, because God knows Orange Cassidy is great. <laughs> Absolutely but, outstanding. Actually, one of the first superstars at AEW, that really caught my attention, along with Kenny yeah. Omega. Yeah, so, like, can everyone just agree to disagree on what makes good pro wrestling and enjoy the shows that are put in front of us, please? Because... Just because the show doesn't go exactly your way, you don't have 12 five-star matches on your four-hour pay-per-view, doesn't mean that it's not a good pay-per-view. I, I don't... Like, I, expectation level needs to be lowered just a little bit here, right? Like, we are spoiled in terms of wrestling quality right now. We are at the best quality of wrestling we'll ever have, right? Because it will not get better than this. It's almost impossible. Yeah, to I get use... better than half half the people in AEW, right, can drag a five star match out of anyone else. It is ridiculous the quality that we've got. 
Yeah, the only quality that I say is lacking in AEW is their women's division. But if you want to really, really hear about a rant about that, I recommend listening to my good friend's other podcast. Yeah, we, me and my friend Chad did a, a podcast about six months ago, and it was how to fix the women's division. And I feel quite proud of myself because part of that was bringing another woman's company, another company's women's division. And what did they do? Three months later, hey, look, Thunder Rose is on my TV. Fantastic move. <laughs> exactly, 100%. I like the partnership between AEW and Impact. I think it does nothing but benefit for both companies. Well, it's AEW, Impact, NWA. It looks like something's happening with New Japan as well. Not that I'm saying that it is. They've got Kenny Omega's the AAA sort of champion as well. So all of these different companies working together. It's like Tony Khan's listened to the Jeff Jarrett school of global force. Ah, yes. Very good. I didn't actually think about that one. That's a good Yeah, point. if anyone ever remembers what global force wrestling was meant to be, it was meant to be a group of companies that worked together under one umbrella. And that's pretty much how AEW is starting to turn out. It's a group of companies that are working together under one umbrella with one aim. And that one aim is to be a rival to WWE. Whether they want to admit it now or not. But for us as fans, you've heard me and Ed talk. We're not picking sides. Why would we pick sides? Yeah, no. It's, I love wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. I've, yeah. I've always watched it. And I just appreciate good wrestling. It's, it doesn't matter whether you're an Impact Superstar. It doesn't matter whether you're an AEW Superstar, WWE Superstar. I don't care. You, NJPW, PCW, anything like that. Absolutely 1 million percent, I'll watch you. Yeah. There's, there's no reason to... Well, there is reasons to sort of bitch and more. Because, <laughs> again, like I said... We've got a standard of wrestling now that is probably better than at any other point in history. And yet you're still getting matches that are a little bit naff. And there's no excuse for that, really, with the quality of wrestlers that are involved nowadays. Well, but yeah, especially... Sometimes um, you're going to fawn it in. If it's the 33rd time you've faced someone in the last six months, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, I'm looking at you guys. Absolutely. Um, but you know that's not the guy the talent's fault in, involved that's whoever's writing it you know I can't blame Mustafa Ali and Ricochet for it because what else that's new can they put into the story the only thing I'll say about Mustafa Ali is I, I wasn't a big fan of him but he has grown a lot even though Retribution is not right for him whatsoever it, I still appreciate what they're trying with him and you can see you're actually starting to think, what can we do with this talent? And that I like. But the only problem with WWE, and I say this so often, is superstars moving from NXT up to the main roster, as they call it, with SmackDown and Raw, and then them not knowing what the hell to do with them. And you're getting um, retribution. You're getting Keith Lee being put in title pitches. And yeah, he deserves it because he's an amazing talent. But if you're not, if you're going to put him in them title matches, you put him in him to give him the title for a bit, in my opinion. 
I mean, yeah, but you're not going to have Drew lose before Mania, and you're not going to have Roman lose before Mania either. Well, In Roman fact, Reigns. Is I doubt that you're going to have shot. Roman Reigns Reigns lose at all. To be honest with you, I, th- I I can see Roman Reigns going to at least Survivor Series. Yeah, I at can least too. like a full year reign for him because he he needs it. It's he, he deserves it with the work that he's put in on that brand as the tribal chief ever since he's come back right arrive wreck stuff leave perfect that that is my kind of pro wrestler it's the stone cold effect arrive raise hell leave it's it's the same thing but so much more modern and the fact that they've brought the tribal chief thing into it perfect well, it fits with his family, his background. It fits with him as a person, and yeah. I've always I, I I didn't like Roman Reigns at the start. I, I'll be honest, I didn't. I thought he was just another generic superstar that was spat out by Vince McMahon, um, and he was made to be something that I didn't feel he should have been made out to be. Um, but since you mean a a, a steaming pile of sucker in succotash. I, I tried to be... That was a clean way of putting it. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all fairness, it's his yard now, bro. It's it his is. yard now. I, I've, <laughs> grown to, I've grown to like his heel promos at the moment. It, they're just exactly what you would expect a heel to be like. Yeah. It's brilliant. Can I Can I just say, right, the first promo that he caught on Jay, right, was the best thing I've ever heard in wrestling. Yeah. It ain't you, bro. It'll never be you. It's me. It'll always be me. And it's just like the stone cold way of saying it. And I'm, I keep making this comparison, but I can't help it. He is the man, just like Stone Cold was. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually didn't realize how much he was reminding me of Stone Cold until I started talking. So, you know, there you go. There's something that I didn't plan on saying. <laughs> well, I don't think... Random I did say I'd have a controversial opinion, but that's not it. No, that's definitely But that will prove to be controversial by the end of this, I'm sure. Uh, indeed, indeed. Um, but... There was one thing that I've noticed as well recently, and this is actually main roster related as well. Uh, I've noticed at this moment in time that we've found a lot of lacking tag teams across both uh, brands. Yes. Oh, actually, across all of the brands for WWE. I know that we have the Dusty Rhodes tag team tournament, and they've got enough tag teams for that, but they've had to put people together who don't really wrestle together. I mean, you started with this new partnership between um, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Yeah, but they've been trying to establish something for months, so I I can kind of forgive that one. I I like that one, personally. It made me laugh. I just like the fact that this Irish bruiser is just going to beat him up every time that he makes a mistake. It's fantastic. Or if he keeps talking and he gets fed up of it, just like smacking one and then carry him out of the ring. It is brilliant. It's like nobody hits you but me. Oh, it's a proper just... like big brother way of looking at it, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, but I must say that in looking at tag team divisions, the company that's got it going at the moment is AEW, one hundred percent. 
Yeah, I think they went around hoovering up the best tag teams in the world when they started, and they haven't stopped doing that. So, I mean, you've good got on Young them. Bucks. Young Bucks is a prime example of one of the best tag teams I ever watched back in when, when they were doing TNA. They were absolutely outstanding. Yeah, and they never let that up in ROH or New Japan. Or and AEW now. now. Right. They are arguably the best in the world, but I. I would have to say, personal, personal preference, it'll always be FTR at this moment in time. <laughs> Ever since FTR left the WWE, it's just it's propelled their career so well, fantastically. FTR have been the best in the world for me since their matches against DIY. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the, some of those feuds. I mean, look at the other feuds. Look at all some of the feuds we've watched over the years, man. You've got the Mortal City Machine Guns versus Beer Money, arguably one of the best tag team rivalries I will ever watch. Bring back Beer Money. Absolutely. You need to get... WWE needs to let go of Rude, in my opinion. Uh, apparently, he's only got a few months left on his contract, and I'm hoping that rumour is true. Um, just because, you know, I, I, I want things to be a bit more off the chain and a little less glorious. <laughs> I mean, I... Oh, the first time I heard that theme song, but I won't go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but with him only having four months left on his contract, and yet he's just won the tag team titles with um, Dolph Ziggler. There we go. Mr. Ziggles. Mr. Ziggles. Uh, the heartache kid. Yeah. That's just... I can't stand... Dolph and Robert Rude together, right, to me, is wrecking both of them. I know. I, I, I know that I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying this, should I, right? Because them two need time on TV, and the way that they've got time on TV is to get them into a tag team. And as singles guys, I know they're never going to go further than like a US championship or an intercontinental championship. But I'd really rather see Robert Rude face off against Big E for the Intercontinental title. I'm sorry, Robert, then I should would. go back to NXT and he should be going in for the titles like the North American Championship or and I think that's See, at this point, be. I still think he should be at the mid-card in there. I don't think he should be up at the t main title anymore. I think he's no offence to the man because time is a, a precious commodity for us all, but I, I think he's a bit and I don't want to say old because he's he's not. I mean, we've got Sting in, who's sixty one in AEW that's going to wrestle a cinematic match at some point. It'll be with Darby Allen. So, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, more than likely, or Cody Rhodes, which is my prediction. Uh, but, or, or you could end up doing Team Taz versus Darby Allen Sting. See, and... that's where I think it's starting. I think it's starting in that match, and at the end of that match, I think Cody's going to join the rest of the elite and be a little bit heel. <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening in, in all honesty. Um, but no, overall, like I say, with AEW, they've mopped up pretty much 90% of the decent tag teams that you can get out there. Yeah, there's only really the North that they haven't got, and Ethan Page's contract's coming up soon, and rumours are that they've put in a bid for him, so... Oh, I don't know. I would Who say knows? that. The... Josh Ang it just needs Josh Alexander's contract to come up, and it's only a few months away. It's that. So, 
I don't that, see why they can't get the North. That would be an interesting one for the tag team division for there. But the only thing that I think they've got a um, slight like issue with their tag team division is there's, there's too much competition at times. You could do with... Yeah, it's... For me, you could do with Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels going on a bit of a singles run for a bit because they're good enough. Yeah, well, I think that's the plan, isn't it? Because they've got that losers quit sort of match for the titles that, like, I think it's next week. Might be at the pay-per-view, though. I haven't I haven't really noticed about that bit. But they're advertising a match between SCU and Young Bucks. And if SCU lose, then that's the last time they'll ever be a tag team. So bye-bye, bad influence. <sighs> Still got that. Yeah, apparently you no longer have uh, permission to worship us now. Apparently not. Best slogan ever. (laughs) Yeah. Terrorising people without one for years, man. Absolutely, mate. It's been (laughs) hilarious and totally worth it. (laughs) Thank you, Daniels and Kazarian, for that phrase, because, yeah, we definitely carried that during our teenage years. Oh, yeah. We lived by that slogan, so... We're sorry, everyone, that ended up getting punished for it, but it is what it is. Sorry, not sorry. Or, in the words of James Storm, sorry about your damn luck. Uh, That's probably more likely, yes. Much sorry about your damn luck. It's their fault. They turned around and kept us around. They could have got rid of us. They could have switched us off. They could have changed the channel. That's what they could have done. They could have retuned the TV. They could have not accepted us into their lives, but we're too glorious for that. Well, I'm sure you'll see more Ooh, of our was that Was that too much of a heel turn there? Nah, nah, it's not happened yet, has it? No, oh, I, don't I, you I wait. Can't, I can't don't see you your ego. Worry. It's on its way, everyone. It is on its way. I can't see your ego coming out at all, mate. Not even a little bit. I don't. I don't have an ego. What are you on about, Marms? Uh, well. I think for this week, I think we've had enough of listening to our random rambles. Oh, no, 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 no. There is that one more thing. Oh, yes. The one more thing. I am. I am. I have waited for the main event of the evening. Ah. Coming to you by way of North Carolina. Here's Kenny Omega. Ah, Kenny Omega. The guy that keeps on giving and then gives us the one thing that every other company has tried to do, but stop it. Belt collector Kenny, before I start this conversation, is fantastic. The Bullet Club in New Japan were fantastic. The Elite, fantastic. Young Bucks, fantastic. Good Brothers, fantastic. Don Callis, when he's on commentary or working backstage, fantastic. In front of the camera, he's a bit of a jackal. Ha, you've got to be an attitude here in to get that one. <laughs> oh, God. Right, here's the problem that I've got. Wrestling these days is a rehash of a rehash of a rehash of a rehash. And AEW, it's been said, is trying to be WCW. They have Sting. And now they have the NWR. And that's just too sweet for a lot of fans. And I'm sure that you're all going to gobble it up like like sweeties. But here's the problem. We've seen it before. 
we know where it's going, and we've got to put up with it for the next 12 months until Adam Page takes that title. Spoiler alert. Because <laughs> let's be honest here. That. Let's be honest here. Adam Page is the guy. <laughs> he is the guy. Nobody's going to take that crown from him, even MJF, because even if MJF was to turn face, which should never happen. <laughs> Agreed. He isn't. He isn't. Adam Page, right? Adam Page is the man. You're going to have to take my word on that. That is a guarantee. It's a G-Force guarantee, and you can take that to the bank, whether you like me or hate me. At the end of this next sentence, Bullet Club sucks. It's been done. We've seen it. It was awesome. Move on. I don't think I need to say anything more than that. People I, are going to hate me for saying that, but I'm sure I'm not alone with it. No. I'm sure I can't be alone with it. Next week, when Bullet Club turn up on my TV and they do something cool that isn't just beating down their opponents or acting like there's something important going on when it's not, right? When all that happens, right, I will be fine with it and I will pretend that I didn't say that this week and I will be a hypocrite. But what is going to happen is they're going to turn up, they're going to interfere in each other's matches, it's going to get boring, it's going to get annoying. And it's going to get annoying very, very quickly. People got annoyed at evil this year because everything seemed to be, oh, look, here's his minions turning up to interfere in his match in New Japan. Well, of course, he's a heel and he is the leader of the Bullet Club. Well, that is new. Who's ever seen that before? Everyone's forgetting about the criticisms they had of the Bullet Club five years ago because they had the Elite, right? Well, the Elite is damn cool, but the Elite has been done. <laughs> There's nothing that can convince me that this new version of the Golden Elite, right? Because we all know that in New Japan, where it's going there too, that I just... I'm bored of it already because I know where it's going and I'm bored. <laughs> and yeah. this is me, right? The biggest AEW fan from day one that you could possibly find. But unless they do something different with this heel faction and they don't sort of turn up to each other's matches and interfere, right? And they leave each other's matches alone because they're all good enough to win just on their own merit, right? Then... I will be fine with them and I will support them completely because I'll think the greatest thing since sliced bread at that point. Well, but it's you look just at the, the storytelling tells you otherwise. Oh, no, but you look at the talent that they've got in the new Bullet Club that they're obviously doing. Um, they're good enough to fight their own matches and they're good enough to win. Uh, I, I, I use the example of the most recent match uh, they had with Frankie Kazarian. And Christopher Daniels on their side. That, that was a great match. Very thoroughly enjoyable. Well, yeah. Any Young Bucks match where they're flying around is fun. Yeah, I enjoy but it. Hail Young Bucks. Eh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like, we'll see how it plays out. And I may change my opinion very quickly. And I'm hoping to. I really am hoping to. Because I don't want this group to ruined my enjoyment of the entire show 
Yeah, I, I can't let it happen myself. I, I want it to do well, but I just don't see it because this right. has been done before. But like I said, I am the biggest AEW fan. I've been paying into the company from almost day one. I've had a podcast that's talked about this company from like the beginning of last year to the end of the summer before going on hiatus for reasons. And genuinely, I love to see them succeed. Absolutely fantastic. Like, more wrestling, please. And more wrestling companies working together, please, as well. Because that is fantastic. But, I mean, we'll never, see, we'll never see the WWE work with anybody else. That is one thing we'll never see. Well, it's got to work long-term for them. And long-term for them means... Well, will it spike their numbers on a permanent basis for the next 20 years? No. Then, no, they're not going to work together with someone. No. The, the closest you're ever going to get with WWE working together is putting indie companies' TV shows on their network. And they're yeah. already doing that. So they're never going to be fantastic. And I apologise if I've upset anyone by saying that Bullet Club sucks. But come at me. Chaos is better. Well, uh, you'll yeah, have plenty of time to do that, my good friend, considering that we'll be going up on numerous social, me uh, social media sites and you'll be able to like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube and hopefully listen to us on Spotify as well coming soon.